0: Okay, San Francisco, damn, I thank you for tuning in. Didi Dee, Dee Lafrak, keep it real, won't you tell it like it is. Bohemian woman up in San Francisco, talking life, plenty, convo. Super honest, you already know, the dopest, coolest podcast, yo. Yeah, sharing her life, her stories, I hope you ready, sit back, relax. Hi everybody, it's Didi. this is San Francisco, damn, for Friday, January 20th, 2023. I am calling this Freezing Friday. It's not necessarily freezing here. I think the temperature right now is about 50 degrees Fahrenheit, maybe 48 or 49. I am calling it Freezing Friday because I am drinking a quart of lemon water. And it was room temperature, but now it's cold. And when you hold a glass with cold water, it makes your fingers cold. Reminds me of when I was a kid in Wisconsin. I liked Wisconsin. The only thing I didn't really like about Wisconsin... Were the conformist people, a lot of conformists back then, and the cold. I hated having cold hands and cold toes. I got right off the topic, didn't I? Welcome new listeners, regular listeners. I love you. Guys, this show is all about the white POV, the white perspective, the white perspective. And white people, unclutch your pearls. I'm not here to diss you. I don't go around dissing white people. I'm an equal opportunity destroyer. (laughs) I'm bringing up the white POV, the white point of view, because a couple of the books that I am writing, I am writing from the white folks POV. Yeah, there are a lot of white people that write from Asian, Indian, Hispanic, black POV. You rarely hear about a black person writing from a white POV. There's a really interesting book by one of my favorite authors, James Baldwin. James Baldwin, the author, the poet, he used to live in Europe. He wrote a book called a book called Giovanni's Room. Giovanni's Room and the protagonist is a closeted upper echelon white guy who goes over to Europe. And well, these are spoilers and has an affair with a um, waiter and then a murder happens Giovanni's room And he wrote that I think Baldwin wrote that in the late 1950s Now, I'm interested in writing from the white POV All of my work is a womanist perspective like all of my work comes from me being a bohemian black woman And specifically, living in a city like San Francisco, I brought up an interesting topic at San Francisco Damn Twitter, and I will leave the link below. Sometimes I have certain search bans, certain bans at Twitter, so if you went to look for me, you couldn't find me. What? (laughs) What? I I try not to take things like that seriously at all because sometimes, you know, it's really not real life. Twitter is not real life, but it is a town square. I mentioned that Some of San Francisco white Twitter, I don't talk to them because they would be the pontificating liberals. Now, the thing about white culture that I understand, and I really learned a lot about it living with my late great husband Richard for decades, I remind people that I lived with a white man for decades, and some people keep forgetting what that really means. That means I have a certain level of cultural competency. A lot of people. Are interracial relationships, and if you are with the right person, it is going to enhance your cultural competency. For instance, Richard never dissed white women. There are some people who date, mate, and marry interracial, and they do it on a platform of dissing the opposite gender of their race. I No, I have to Be straight about this. Some black males, straight black males, are known for doing that. They'll be with these women, white women, Asian, Hispanic, and all they do is talk about black women. Black women this, black women that. Yeah, that's a real love match, isn't it? And I'll get back to the topic of uh, the white POV, but I want to tell you if you are in an interracial relationship and the person, whether you are white and you're dating an Asian woman or you are a black man and you are dating a white woman, whatever it is, if you are doing this or the person you are dating, if you guys are always dissing your uh your race, the opposite gender of your race, you are not in love with that person you are with. you are not in love with them because out of all the conversations you you could be having, why would you be talking about them like me and Richard were together. The last thing I was doing was talking about black males. unless it was in a positive. I wouldn't be kvetching about anything. The last conversation I would ever have with Richard would be about him kvetching about white women. All right? And we know this is true, unfortunately, with a lot of black males. They have these entire platforms, being with other women, and we black women know it. We'll be out shopping at a restaurant, minding our own business. Come on, this is true. You guys got to listen to this. And there'll be a black male with a, usually a white woman, and they'll look at you. You could tell he's telling her, all those black women want us. And we feel these waves of hostility, and they'll be looking at us like, uh. or sometimes we'll be in a grocery store, and they'll start harassing us, following us around. It's the craziest thing because they are not together for love. They're together because of insecurity. Now, the point I'm making about white POV and the books that I am writing is that a lot of not all a lot of white people were socialized being centered. The world revolves around them. Richard told me that. He told me that back in the eighties. We we don't see ourselves as others. We are we are it. We are the be, the be all event all white people at the center. Dun, dun. Everything circles around them. And a lot of uh White people are now being honest and admitting that's how they were socialized. So the point that I'm making why I'm writing these books, because there are so many of them in San Francisco that would take it upon themselves to try to be the saviors for black people. When you're trying to save somebody, you're not really listening to them. I don't get along with those. Like, I stop talking to them on San Francisco Twitter. I don't talk to them IRL. I can't stand somebody of a different race that tries to dictate or bully or tell me how I should be black. Over the years, and I'd be at an event, and there's my multicultural group of friends, and then this white person will come in. Why aren't there more black people here? I said, why didn't you bring some? Bum, bum, bum. So they take it upon themselves because they're socialized, not all, to be the center of the universe, knowing everything, and they have to look down and help the poor black people. The reason why I'm writing these books is because I kind of think I know how white people think. One of my characters, (sighs) (sighs) y'all, well, I'm getting closer to releasing the books, and I'm just not going to tell you about the character. I will say it has been impressive to go within a different culture and present that. Same thing, you know, a lot of white people write for black people. It's been very impressive living in San Francisco. And I'm going to stop right here about the books because I could go on. I want to talk about the viral water hosing. They arrested this old guy. They might give that guy a heart attack and he dies. If you didn't hear about it, There was an exhibitionistic vagrant. San Francisco has the craziest street people in the world, very entitled, entitled by the phonies, the the progressive homeless industrial complex. Long story short, he was terrorized by a person who happens to be black. Now, some people got upset with me because I didn't automatically ride with the uh, black homeless person. Oh, he sprayed them with the water hose and got videotaped. When you see it, to me, it's taken out of context. Because I have used a water hose on a freak cleaning in front of my building. You don't want to move. You say, move, move. You ask, move, move. You start cleaning the sidewalk and they sit there. You know, these junkies, these freaks, these entitled vagrants, and they don't want to move. Okay, say hello to my little friend, the water hose. And basically got lynched by the San Francisco woke mob. You know, a city is whack. When a wealthy white man calls social services and the police for 25 times and nothing happens until it goes viral. Somebody videotapes the tail end of a confrontation. Confrontation, it should have been videotaped when a vagrant was masturbating in public and smearing feces, which supposedly they had done. Saturday night's all right for fighting. Get a little action and Elton John. But this is on a Friday night. This is your show for... Friday, January 20th, 2023. I am here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. New listeners look got the show list. I did an experiment. I did San Francisco Dam daily for 900 shows. Every day I made a podcast. It was wearing me down, but I wanted to have that under my belt. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful weekend. I am Dee Dee Dam. I love you. I trust my vibe. San Francisco Dam. Thank you for listening to San Francisco Dam with Didi LaFrac. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Anchor App, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are found.